Hello, it's David here, and thank you for listening to The Leader. Please do subscribe. We bring news, analysis, and commentary every day at 4pm, and we have some really interesting things coming up. So hit the subscribe button to make sure you don't miss any of it. Now, from the Evening Standard in London, this is The Leader. Hi, I'm David Marsden. Does the UK really want Tony Abbott to be a trade advisor? Caroline Noakes, a former minister, has been very, very outspoken, called him a misogynist as well. Jeremy Hunt, he uh, he said he would be surprised if Mr Abbott got this job. Political correspondent Sophia Slay on the backlash the former Australian PM's facing, but will Downing Street still press ahead? And... I feel like it's this legacy of this sort of late 90s, early noughties lad culture where banter was kind of used to excuse quite frankly despicable behaviour. The Evening Standard's Susanna Butter on why banter won't get us back to the office despite what that debtor lad says. Take it from the Evening Standard's editorial column. This is The Leader. For the whole thing, pick up the newspaper or head to standard.co.uk slash comment. In a moment, the opposition against Tony Abbott builds. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers, and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now, wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. I was offended when the Leader of the Opposition went outside in the front of Parliament and stood next to a sign that said, Ditch the Witch. I was offended when the Leader of the Opposition stood next to a sign that described me as a man's bitch. I was offended by those things. Misogyny. Sexism. Still in office at the time, ex-Australian PM Julia Gillard savaged Tony Abbott in the country's Parliament in 2012 in a speech that Hillary Clinton called striking. A year after this, Mr Abbott had the top job itself, but immediately caused controversy by only appointing one woman to his cabinet. He was PM for just two years when his own party turned on him and kicked him out. Last year, he lost his seat, one that had been held by his party since 1922 to the independent Sally Stegall, who was Australia's first female Winter Olympics medalist. Now he could be about to make a political return as an advisor to the UK's Board of Trade, which is trying to make Brexit deals around the world. Our editorial column says Mr Abbott's not really being hired for his trade skills. 
Tony Abbott's attraction is that he is a social conservative of a kind sadly welcome in parts of today's Conservative Party and President Trump's Republicans. He doubts the equality of women, thinks homosexuality is something society has to endure, and questions the significance of climate change. Next year, we are due to host the United Nations Climate Change Conference. How does that sit with a trade advisor who just two years ago said in a speech in London that climate change itself was probably doing good? I probably feel a bit threatened, as so many people do, he said in 2010 about homosexuality. There are a lot more quotes like these. Our bet is that Mr Abbott's hiring will turn out to be a flop. He won't help us get any trade deals at all. But the damage to the Tory party's standing will be real. Our political correspondent Sophia Slays here. Sophia, first of all, we should make clear that Tony Abbott's not being confirmed for this role. He's just being tipped for it just now. But how is the wider Conservative Party greeting that? Well, as you say, we had our uh, our daily briefing with the uh, Prime Minister's spokesman just now and he he sort of emphasised, you know, no decisions have been made yet and he wasn't able to give us a date for when decisions will be made. But he, you know, Tony Abbott has been sort of hotly tipped to to get one of these roles. Um, Well, within the Tory party, Caroline Noakes, a former minister, has been very, very outspoken. Um, She said it would be an awful idea to to appoint Tony Abbott and called him a misogynist as well. Jeremy Hunt, he uh, he said he would be uh, surprised, was the word that he used, if Mr Abbott got this job. You know, not, not everyone, you know, has been so cynical. I think, you know, Trade Minister Greg Hands said that, you know, he welcomed Mr Abbott's desire to help the country out. But obviously he's a minister. Caroline Noakes and Jeremy Hunt are not, so they can speak a bit more freely. And there's been a, a huge outpouring from, from, you know, opposition MPs who are less than impressed, to say to say the least, really. Um, Nicola Sturgeon as well, she also called him a sexist, misogynist and climate denier, climate change denier. And, and Sakir Starmer uh, was clipped this morning um, saying that he had real concerns and he would never appoint him if he was prime minister. He does, though, have some defenders. Matt Hancock, the health secretary, was doing the rounds this morning, being questioned specifically about this and defending Tony Abbott as, as good at trade. Yeah, well, poor Matt Hancock. No one can deny that he's he's not been working, you know, really hard throughout the pandemic. What you know, whatever you think, that's undeniable. And he 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 went on Sky News this morning to talk about um, talk about testing, coronavirus testing. But he he got he got skewered by the interviewer Kay Burley in one of her expert interrogations. Um, and and he he defended Abbott, um, which I mean, as we've seen, that was probably the most sort of an outward um, support that had been shown by a minister for Mr Abbott. And he was sort of saying, oh, you know, you know, Tony Abbott's got a huge amount of expertise in trade policy and things like that. Um, and he said that he didn't really think that he was homophobic or misogynist. And a rather outraged Kay Burley, you know, said, well, you know, he's a homophobe and a misogynist. And and Matt Hancock replied saying, well, He's also a tra- uh, an expert in trade, so he's been getting a bit of a roasting online for, for that. And the Trade Secretary, Liz Trust has also defended Mr Abbott, calling him a principal politician. And she said that the, the concerns about his views are irrelevant to his role on the UK's Board of Trade. But I wonder if the controversy 
might be making the government think twice. And maybe maybe that's why the, the PM spokesman was a bit reticent to give a date on when decisions will be made. Mm, perhaps, but I'm not sure this is a government to be bullied into making a decision on public outrage on controversial comments you know all you've got to do is sort of look back at you know our our prime minister's journalistic career and some of the comments that he's made in the past whether that be you know over single mothers or, or whatever else and and you know making controversial comments in the past hasn't been a barrier to men getting top jobs in this government. Next. Before we talk about bans, people want basic questions answered about safety. And without that, I think a lot of people just aren't going to be convinced. Why Susanna Butters not joining the banter bus and doesn't think anyone else will either. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. And the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. It's an ad campaign that suddenly caught attention, but social media mostly appears to be aghast at Dettel's posters in the underground extolling the virtues of going back to the office. In long lists of what it calls positives, it includes things like putting on a tie, carrying a handbag, receptionists, seeing your second family and proper bants. Are these really the things people miss about the workplace? Well, Susanna Butters read in a column for the Evening Standard in which she says no one needs banter. And she's with me now. Susanna, why do you hate banter? <laughs> that makes me sound quite joyless, doesn't it? I feel like it's this legacy of this sort of late 90s, early noughties lad culture where banter was kind of used to excuse quite frankly despicable behaviour that wasn't banter, it was just a bad joke that didn't work. Without wishing to stereotype, I'm probably going to stereotype, there's a kind of banter type and it's usually accompanied by booze and babes and they get on the banter bus and there's this attitude which you see across kind of facebook banter groups of if you don't like the banter it's because you're joyless and you don't you have a sense of humor it's like actually are these jokes that good or are they just kind of silly and if you look back at kind of the history of banter it does come from the restoration period where it was these incredible silly bawdy bad jokes about corks turning into horses which i don't really get and i just think that now employing it to make what should be a serious argument just feels a bit hollow and lame and desperate i started writing my column because jeremy hunt saying people need office banter it's like 
it just makes him look a bit out of touch really i feel like we've we've moved on since banter <laughs> have you seen these Dettel ads Susie some people are really angry about them you should see some of the comments on Twitter and then the photographs that have gone up with them do you think some of the campaigning to get people back into the office has kind of missed its mark it's got the wrong tone yeah I mean the, the adverts are sort of deliberately provocative aren't they and now we're all talking about Dettol, um, which is what they want and they have conjured up a place and a world um some of it is quite ill thought through like kind of receptionists cheeky afternoons in the sun and i can't remember the last time i had a cheeky afternoon in the sun susie <laughs> <laughs> what is the sun <laughs> yeah i mean obviously on a on a serious note london is facing the seismic change that is dividing people there's questions about the effect on the way the city works if people aren't going in and stimulating the economy and buying their coffee and prep and it's not just that it's going out after work it's buying the clothes to wear to work it's a it's a whole infrastructure that is the reason why we live in cities and a lot of people feel quite threatened that, that that's being shaken um, a lot of companies have been working flexibly anyway and perhaps that's the answer a kind of core hours culture are in at certain times and a have more flexibility to have more balanced lives see their kids I started writing my column because Jeremy Hunt saying people need office banter it's like it just makes him look a bit out of touch really I feel like we've we've moved on since banter I kind of feel like people just want to know if it's safe to go back to the office you know forget about the banter forget about the second family as those dental ads have called it people just want to know can i get on public transport and not catch coronavirus especially as because we've got today these figures out showing that cases have risen to the highest rate since the start of june that's the sort of thing people want to know about isn't it and the problem is that so much is still uncertain. And if you look at politicians, then they're, they're not going there explicitly. They're saying, as far as they know, it is safe. I mean, Rishi Sunak went on the tube today um, in his face mask, very chic. Boris Johnson hasn't yet been on the tube. I mean, while that is, to an extent, gesture politics, I think people will be reassured being thinking, well, ministers are getting the tube, therefore it is safe. But um, as you say, like, we need to know it's safe. Like, if you're that desperate for bants that you're going to risk your life, I mean, <laughs> there's some serious questions you've got to answer about yourself. And that's The Leader. You can keep up with all the latest developments with the Evening Standard's live blog, which you'll find at standard.co.uk. And we also have morning briefings available at 7am through your smart speaker. Just ask for the news from The Evening Standard. This podcast is back tomorrow at 4pm. <laughs>